everybody. Welcome back to Uncommon Sense. episode, I want to talk about Trump's indictment because it's pretty wild that they couldn't find anything on Trump other than his supposed prostitute um, fiasco, which, by the way, it's pretty awful. It's pretty awful if Trump cheated on his wife. Yes, we all understand that. We all know that. But there have been a lot of people on the left who have been trying to act like they have the moral high ground in that department as if they're not always cheating on their spouses, like literally every day. Um, Nobody wants to talk about Bill Clinton. Clinton or any of the other people who have cheated on their spouses. So I I don't know why the left is acting like they have the moral high ground on this. It tells me that Trump did everything pretty much by the books correctly in terms of not doing anything illegal while he was in office. If this is the thing, this is the only thing that they can find on him. Don't forget that the FBI physically raided Trump's house at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. Like, don't forget that they did that. So they literally went in. um, And I hope that everybody does remember that because that is third world country behavior. That is communist Cuba behavior to target your political opponents in such um, an overtly political and dangerous way. Uh, You know, they were just going in trying to find things on Trump in order to prevent him from being able to run in the next presidential election. And that is what all of this freaking Stormy Daniel stuff is about as well. I mean, they're trying to get him on on this hush money situation of $130,000 to Stormy Daniels. And their big thing is, oh, it came out of campaign money. It came out of campaign money. As if Trump didn't fund most of his campaign with his own money. I mean, do you all remember how he funded his campaign with his own money? Like, and didn't even take the presidential salary when he got in? I mean, come on. So it is automatically way more immoral somehow. So I just don't want everybody to forget about all of the people on the left who have ever done stuff like this. This is stuff that happens all the time in Washington, D.C., unfortunately. People are always paying hush money to their affairers and their mistresses and their misterers. Like, I don't I don't understand cheating, to be honest with you guys. I don't understand the whole concept of that. Um, but it does happen, and it does happen a lot in this trash city. So I'm just saying that you guys need to understand that this is not just a Trump thing. Everybody who's acting like they are so virtuous now that they're deciding to go after Trump for this, they're not. They're not more virtuous. They are just trying to prevent Trump from being able to run in the next presidential election. Why? Why would they want to be trying to do that so bad? Well, because they know that he's going to win. They know that he won last time. They know that they're cheaters and liars and really just the scummiest of scumbags. Why in the world hasn't anybody gone after Hunter Biden? Do y'all remember his laptop? You need to go to gnews.org type in Hunter Biden's name into the search bar and see what you see. Just see what you see. Everybody, it's not even a secret though. It's everybody knows about Hunter Biden's laptop, his prostitutes, him like mishandling guns, giving away our country's secrets to all of these foreign powers. Like this is not some sort of thing that's just like unknown. Like everybody knows that Hunter Biden is a complete scumbag, but nobody talks about that. Everybody is going after Trump, who is really one of the few people who is able to correct course in our nation at this point. Um, he's he's really the only person that's going to be able to turn this ship around. And I have told you guys before that, you know, I was team DeSantis there for a hot second. I really was. I was 
really all about Ron. I thought he was, you know, very moral, very, um, uh, you know, up upstanding guy. I still think that he probably is in a lot of ways, but I don't believe that Ron DeSantis is ready for DC. I just don't think that he's going to be able to handle it all. I think that it's going to swallow him up. I would rather see, um, you know, him and Trump work more together in order to defeat this massive communistic beast that we're all dealing with now. It would be awesome if Ron, you know, uh, you know, was running as Trump's VP. I don't know why we can't have them work together instead of having them have these itty bitty baby battles all the time. Um, and it seems like Trump's trying to turn DeSantis into the new Rubio, which, you know, now that that image is in my mind, I can't really not see DeSantis as Rubio. But DeSantis is a lot better than Rubio. I just don't know how establishment he is. I have not heard around Washington, D.C. that everybody hates him. And so that troubles me because everybody in Washington, D.C. needs to hate whoever is coming into Washington, D.C. because Washington, D.C. is absolutely evil. So if Washington, D.C. doesn't hate someone, then I automatically have my antennas up and I'm like, huh. Okay, so I don't know if I like you. Like if Washington, D.C. likes you, then I probably don't. And I probably shouldn't. And I probably am going to have to ask you a lot of questions before I can fully get behind you and support. Um, so I'm not really on the Ron DeSantis bandwagon anymore. I am back on the Trump train-ish. I, I, I just don't see that anybody else is going to be able to correct course in our nation. And the fact that they're trying to stop Trump so much from even being able to run, because if he, you know, goes to prison, he can go to prison for four years for this. If they end up doing what it looks like they're going to try to do, um, and they're really, really, really trying to prevent him from being able to run for president because they know that he's going to win. He just recently had a rally where tens of thousands of people showed up, uh, which is what the media reported on. So they pro probably even more than that were there that they don't want to, you know, admit to. Um, there, there's clearly like a still a lot of support for Trump, and you know, I was very, very MAGA in 2016. I'm not very MAGA anymore. Not in the sense of like this cult like mentality where I just automatically feel like I have to support Trump. It's not like that. I have a lot of issues with Trump still about the vaccine. I know that he didn't force people to get it, but he was very, very much into the vaccine. It was too new to be promoting it as POTUS to everybody. Um, we just didn't know anything about it. And now as we see a lot of athletes and a lot of people on the news, even like live on the news, people are just collapsing people who got the vaccine. I wonder what happened. Um, it's not that hard to put all this stuff together. But I know from working with PR companies in and around DC that a lot of those PR companies, you know, work with Big Pharma and then they work with, you know, politicians. And so it doesn't shock me if this were the case that Big Pharma was giving Trump some kind of kickback for not uh, making the vaccine out to be what it was, which again, we wouldn't have really known that early. But I do think it was very irresponsible as president of the United States of America to be 
so in support of a vaccine that we just didn't know anything about. The mRNA technology, we just don't know anything about it. And now we're learning that a lot of people are not uh, responding well to that. So I do think that that was irresponsible. I probably will never forgive Trump for that. Um, and he hasn't really come out and apologized. So it would be impossible to do that. But all of that said, Trump has, you can list his mistakes on one hand. Um, and I was doing this the other day. I was like, okay, so he cheated on his wife allegedly. Um, okay, that's bad. And while she was pregnant, that's really, really bad. And then he, you know, said the thing on the bus, that leaked video that came out. We all heard that, um, you know, he, he claimed that that was locker room talk. There was that. He supposedly, you know, made fun of a disabled reporter. That was like the thing that I had the biggest issue with, to be honest with you guys. Well, like that comes number two to the vaccine. And then there was a vaccine fiasco. But other than those things, like and most of these things are like personal like personal problems with trump at a policy level he's only really made one mistake in my view like the vaccine how he responded to the pandemic um you know which again i don't know if it was intended for this to be some sort of thing to take down trump i i don't really know i know that a lot of people in the elite circles do not like him. So I don't know what these people are capable of. I know that the governments have done a lot of really horrible things to their people in the past. It wouldn't shock me if anything crazy like that happened again. Um, you know, everybody needs to remember that the U.S. government gave a bunch of black people syphilis. Like, do we just act like they're so like morally too good to do these types of things? Because they're really not. They're really, really not. They crave power and control above everything else. And and, you know, it's clear that they're they're willing to do whatever they need to do in order to hang on to that. So, um, you know, and that's what's going on with this Trump stuff. So another very long intro, but we're going to get into this and we're going to be talking about Trump's indictment, what I make of all of that and how I think we should respond. <laughs> Before we get into everything, I just want to remind you guys about Noble Gold. We know that the economy is trash. We know that the banks are going under, all thanks to Biden. Thank you, Biden. We remember when we used to say, thanks, Obama. Now we get to say, thanks, Biden. Like, thank you. Thank you for that. You're doing great, sweetie. No, you're not. You're doing a really bad job. So now we all need to invest in gold and silver. That is what we have to do. Everybody's like, Bitcoin, NFTs. Y'all, I spent a lot of time in the whole digital realm, but I do not understand why you guys are getting into nfts and bitcoin and i'm just gonna say that i do want to have somebody come on and talk about those things sometime so that maybe i can understand why people are getting into that so much but with the recent thing that happened i just can't get on board with that it's too scammy it seems very scammy Gold and silver is never going to lose value in the eyes of human beings, and that is why I think that everybody should invest in gold and silver. So Noble Gold will show you exactly how to do that. It will go over what is a gold and silver IRA, why a gold and silver IRA is right for you, how to own gold and silver, benefits of diversifying with gold and silver, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Definitely check it out. I mean, y'all can go into the Bitcoin NFT direction if you want, but I'm just saying the reason that they are getting into this whole Apple pay and digital payment stuff is so that they will very easily be able to control 
your opinions by forcing you in or to have certain opinions or they're going to restrict your accounts because it's all digital. What are you going to do? Um, that's also why they want to have no gas stoves in your home and no gas anything because they're acting like it, it poses a health risk. But what it actually is, is if you have electric everything, then the governments can work with the electric companies to turn off your freaking electric if you're not being a big, like a good citizen, if you're not doing what they tell you to, if you're not having the right opinions. Oh, oh, did you say something we don't like? It looks like your stove doesn't work. That's also why they want everybody to buy electric cars. They can control you from anywhere. Um, and electric cars are actually not better for the environment. If you look at the battery zones for those things, I mean, y'all need to look into how electric cars are actually probably worse for the environment. But that's a discussion for another day. And before I get more into this, I just want everybody to understand that I do not, I am not one of the Republicans that's going to be defending Trump and just like, oh, it's okay that he did this. No, it's not. Anything that's wrong for the left to do is wrong for the right to do. And we have got to have more moral integrity than to act like, well, we're just going to defend our people because there are people and no matter what they did, you know, it's, it's our person and we, everybody is a sinner. Yeah, everybody is. But you've still got to call out the problems on your own side. A lot of the time, people don't want to join our side because they see us as hypocrites because a lot of the time we are. And we've got to stop doing that. We have to literally call out our side for the same things that we're calling the other side out for. We all need to have more integrity than this. We have to. If we want to grow as a nation, if we want to correct course as a nation, then we're going to have to have more integrity than this. I can tell you that. Um, so I am I'm not into sweeping under the rug, you know, Trump's problems. Uh, again, Stormy Daniels has said in writing that this affair did not happen. So I'm very apprehensive about, you know, actually believing this whole porn star narrative. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm sorry. I don't know if a porn star is going to be who I'm exactly trusting with the truth. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't say that they're exactly moral people. I do want to say first and foremost that I am not, I am not like MAGA MAGA Jenny, MAGA Jenny from like 2016. I am very apprehensively getting back on to the Trump train. And I'm just saying that from my objective standpoint of looking at all of the things that Trump has done to date, he gets a lot, a lot of hate, but policy wise, I can only, I can only chalk up one, one real mistake. Um, other than that, we were all very safe during the Trump presidency. We were all very very prosperous during the Trump presidency. We didn't have all of these bank issues, economic problems, the border issues. Now a lot of people are dying near the southern border because of all of the um, issues with not taking care of that. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are going wrong. Biden has really just done everything wrong that you can possibly do wrong as president. And I wouldn't even say that, um, you know, that I... It's just so much further than just like hating Democrats. I don't even hate Democrats, by the way. I hate the evil that I'm seeing on the left. And it's not, it's not like an ideology thing. I mean, there are ideological differences that I have with the left, obviously, but I'm noticing this sort of um, split almost in like on the left where it's like there are people who are Democrats who, you know, they just they believe in these things and they're not actually evil. Somehow they have just been brainwashed into believing that, you know, these bad ideas are good ideas and they're not but they're not evil. And then there are and then there's the side of the Democrat Party that is genuinely 
satanic and people will be like, okay, you are overreacting and you are being dramatic, but that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. We have an administration of people who actually like Satan. Okay. That is where we are right now in the country. And you can see that with who Biden put in control of the whole monkey pox situation, which again, we all stopped talking about as well, the administration stopped talking about it as soon as kids were getting monkey pox and animals were getting monkey pox. That was an STD, by the way. So they didn't want to talk about that. And I wonder why, why didn't our pedophile in chief want to talk about why the kids were getting monkey pox? They just stopped talking about it. So there's, there's a definite split in the Democrat party between just idiots who th- have bought into these bad ideas and, and think that they're good ideas. And they're just very superficial about what is loving and what is caring and what is true. Um, and then there's a side of the Democrat party that is genuinely evil and they're genuinely wicked. And that is the side of the Democrat party that is coming after Trump for this Stormy Daniels thing, you know, moral people that you should take very seriously. But anyway, uh, if it happened, it was wrong, but it was a personal embarrassing thing that happened. If it happened again, if it happened, Stormy herself said it didn't happen, but if it happened, then it's a personal embarrassment, a moral tale of Trump. It is not. And and if his campaign did pay for her hush money, again, remember that Trump funded his own campaign. I don't know why people don't bring that up. Trump funded his own campaign, like predominantly. Trump is a freaking billionaire. So why don't people talk about that? But anyway, um, if it happened, then it is, it is a, it is a travesty of, you know, personal proportions though. It's not something that affects the entire country. Um, it's different for people on the left who are actually pedophiles who, I mean, why don't, why do they act like they care so much about this? They're not even focusing on Epstein's Island or any of the people that went there and raped kids, paid to rape kids. Um, Stormy is an adult. She chose this, the porn life and the children on Epstein's Island did not. So why don't we talk about the people who are doing that and have done that and where the heck are all of the names, you know, where are the, where are the client names, Epstein's clients names? Where are those? Are we going to get those ever? I mean, Maxwell's trial was a very long time ago. Are we ever going to get those names or are we going to focus on Trump hiring a prostitute to do what she lives to do? I mean, I just, I, I know that it is like personally wrong and Trump shouldn't have done it if he did, but it is, it is just, if you compare these things, they're different, but I guess you can't expect the side that loves aborting their babies to care about children. I guess you can't. I guess you can't. Um, anyway, so if it happened, it was wrong and it was wrong in a personal realm. It wasn't something that affected the entire country. Trump probably, if they did pay this money, and I, again, Stormy has said that this doesn't even, hasn't even happened, that none of this happened, then it was Trump's money, most likely. So it's a personal, it's a personal character flaw, okay? And if it didn't happen, then it's even more wrong what our government is trying to do to President Trump. Um, so Trump has gone and done interviews with Hannity about all of this. Y'all should go watch that. I don't really like Hannity. I hate Fox News, but I do think y'all should watch the interview of Trump talking about all of this, but they're really just coming after him so 
so, 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 so hard. And that is really why I am getting back onto the Trump train. I just, I really, really think that we all need to support the person that the elite hate the most because the elite are a big little club big little club and they are trying to protect themselves, their power, their money, their status. And I know that. And if they hate someone, then that's the person we need to be supporting. So the fact that they hate Trump so much, even still, you know, shows me that they're still very afraid of him. And that means that I'm going to want to support him. So he made a lot of mistakes there at the end of his presidency. It was a big it was really embarrassing, if I'm honest with you guys. He, like, Sidney Powell, what was that? Oh my gosh, Rudy's hair, his hair dye melting off the side of his face when he was trying to defend Trump, Trump hiding from everybody because he didn't want to talk about anything because he was, you know, embarrassed that he quote unquote lost. I really don't think he lost, but he handled. He handled the end of that just really, really poorly, and I'm still of the mindset that he should have worked with some younger, you know, IT digital people to get, like, a website up with all of the evidence. I mean, there was pouring, pouring evidence from TikTok, from all of these different social media platforms of people actually at these election places, and, like, so I just think he should have had these younger, smarter in the tech fields people make a website that was really intuitive and easy to navigate and just really showed people instead of telling people, just show people the election interference. And I think that that would have done wonders in helping him. Um, I just think that he needed more people to to believe him and more people just needed to see that. People could see it on social media. They needed a they just needed a website that had it all and and they never made that and I'm still to this day very mad about that. So anyway, because Trump couldn't get everybody to see that the election was actually stolen, um, you know, people are still wondering, well, was it or wasn't it? Was it or wasn't it? Um, you know, Trump has just kind of been going down a, a weird path. But even with all of that, the fact that they're still afraid of him means that he still has the ability to change a lot of things in D.C. And I think if he got back up here, he would he would really clean house. Like, I think that Trump is at this point so mad and frustrated with everybody in the city that he would just come back and just be like, OK, all right, y'all want to play that way, then we can play that way and just really clean house as much as he possibly could and expose everybody that he possibly could. I mean, I would I would hope so. Like after being raided by the corrupt FBI, after them coming at him now trying to throw him behind bars literally, and this and the precedent that this sets for our nation moving forward is really disastrous because now every time somebody becomes president, they're just going to go after their political opponents as if that is something that should ever happen in a free world. It should never happen in a free world. And I know that Trump talked about, you know, going after Hillary Clinton and at his rallies in 2016, lock her up, lock her up. But he never did that. He never actually went after her like that because he understands, I think he understands that you can't just go after your political opponents 
It signals that you're afraid of them. It signals that you don't think you can beat them on merit. And so you're just putting them away. So Trump didn't want to set that precedent. But Biden, obviously, whoever is in charge of Biden doesn't have a problem doing that. And so now moving forward, every single president is probably going to try to do something like this. So Trump has also talked about, you know, if you can't beat them, you join them, kind of. Um, That is not verbatim. But, you know, in terms of this cheating in the elections. I think Trump is fully fine with, you know, us cheating back. And I have gone back and forth on this in my mind because I'm like, morally, what do you do? What do you do when the other side is cheating like this and stealing our elections? What do you do? Because voting won't do anything. I mean, I just wrote an article for Substack about how you need to go out and vote. And you do. You need to not get out of the habit of going in and voting. But there's so much that needs to be fixed other than that. And I'm I'm very scared that we're not going to be able to fix it unless we do cheat back. And that sounds really horrible. And it is, but that might be the only way to fix the situation. Maybe you cheat back and then you make, you know, you try to get laws passed where you can't do this anymore. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but we can't just let the left trample all over us anymore. If they're not going to play by the rules, then we can't play by the rules. And everybody needs to be very strategic and calm. I don't want everybody to get super emotional. I got a little bit emotional when I first saw the news of this because I was just like, oh my gosh, what's happening to our country? What's happening? What's happening? Can someone tell me what's happening? But I know exactly what's happening and you guys also know what exactly is happening. I mean, we all know what's happening here. They are trying to, they are trying to take away our freedom. They are trying to take away our rights. They are trying to put their political opponents into prison so that they can't compete because they the left doesn't have any merit. They don't have merit and they know that. Biden knows he's not going to be able to win. So they're putting their political opponents away into prison so that they can't run, so they can't do anything to stop this evil. It is an evil administration to stop this evil administration's policies and all the terrible things that they're doing to our country. Um, So I I just don't think that Biden thinks he can win on merit. Obviously, he can't win on merit. Look at the past few years. Um, And so they're really panicking. And it's just interesting timing, too, that they're coming after Trump for this. Stormy Daniels was posting on Twitter about how she's sending her supporters merchandise and signed some things like photographs of her I guess, I don't know, doing porn star stuff. Like, where where are we in the country where that is, like, what is upstanding and right and good? I mean, how can anybody think that putting your political prisoner away for a crime that isn't even technically a crime, if you think about it, because she is a freaking prostitute like she's a porn star prostitute like that's what she does for a living and it's like trump shouldn't have done that if he did do that but stormy daniels is just not the victim that she makes herself out to be so i just wanted to say that and i would also like to know why we don't go after bill clinton or joe Biden. there are so many politicians that have done stuff like this if we're gonna go after trump for this i hope everybody's ready for people to go after all of them because you can't just go after trump you can't just do that you can't just they have really opened a floodgate that I don't think the left was ready to open. I mean, if and I was talking about this on Twitter, too. But if you think about it, um, you know, Republicans, I said on this episode that there can be a lot of hypocritical people on the right. And that's true. But 
I think if you did like a randomized poll, you would find if people answered truthfully um, that like probably 99% and I'm not even exaggerating, probably 99% of liberal Democrat leftists cheat on their spouses. They don't take marriage seriously. They don't believe in God. They don't read the Bible. They don't care. They don't understand that marriage is a sacred union. They don't understand that it is representative of God's love for us, that it, he takes it very seriously. And so they, they mistreat, they mistreat that covenant. They mistreat their partner. Um, the left just doesn't really care about marriage in general. So it is, it is interesting that they are acting like they care about marriage. They don't care about God. So they don't care about marriage. Jesus describes himself as the bridegroom. Like he describes the church as his bride. Like I think God takes marriage pretty seriously and the left doesn't because they don't take God seriously. But it is interesting to see them come out and say, you know, wow, Stephen King. It was Stephen King who came out and said, wow, I can't believe Trump cheated on his wife. You guys are totally ignoring that he did that. That's crazy. I would never do that. Dude, you're on the left. You probably cheated on everybody you've ever been with. Like, but if you did a randomized poll, then you would find probably if people answered it truthfully again, that 99% of people that identify as leftists probably cheat on their spouses. Probably 10% of people on the right do that because predominantly on the right, we care about God. We care about the Bible. We care about doing the right thing. You're just not going to find it that often on the right. Um, So I think that is another reason why, you know, the left is like, they try to feed off of that. They know that the right cares about morality. They know that we care about God and trying to do the right thing. So I think that's another reason that they're just like, oh, They clutch their non-existent pearls and they're just like, well, you never know. You never know. Stephen King may go trans. He may wear pearls. Who knows? Um, But they clutch their pearls and they're just like, I can't believe this happened. (gasps) Can you believe this happened? It's like, dude, your side does this all the time because y'all don't care. Y'all literally are like nihilists over there. Um, So I just wanted to point that out. Definitely never take the left seriously when they try to take the moral. They try to claim that they have the moral high grounds on things when they don't. They don't. They don't even care about morality. How are they going to claim to take a moral? They don't care about it. So it's always funny when they're like, look how moral we are. It's like y'all don't care about that. So anyways, I want to play a clip of Trump talking about these legal issues and then we're going to wrap it up but I definitely want you guys to go watch the entire Hannity interview of Trump because you need to watch it in its entirety I think to get the full picture of what he was saying but here is a short clip right now as reported as you know you're facing a lot of legal challenges in your opinion does this help you or hurt you in terms of your chances to win in 2024? Well, if you listen to the fake news media, it helps uh, because they're all saying it's a scam. Even even people that don't like me are saying this is a terrible thing to do for a country. Uh, I don't know whether it helps or hurts. I can tell you, in my opinion, it's a new way of cheating on elections. It's called election interference. What they're doing is if they can't win at the ballot box because I'm leading everybody by a lot in the polls for every Republican, frankly, and every Democrat by a lot, including Biden, by a lot. And uh, if they can't beat you that way, they're going to do this kind of stuff. 
Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Okay, so I'm going to play one more, actually. I want to play the part of him talking about Ron DeSantis and their relationship. This one's a little bit longer, but I do think that it's worth listening to. So I'm going to play this one. And again, y'all can go listen to the whole thing yourselves. The second highest position in Florida is a big deal. Agriculture is very big, and it goes back 100 years and all of that. But agriculture is very big, very high official and popular. Adam Putnam. And what happened, but I didn't know him, and I knew Ron a little bit. I didn't know him very well, but I knew him a little bit. I knew him as somebody that defended me. So what happened with Ron is the following. He came to see me. He was getting killed. He was being crushed. Adam Putnam, it was over. I have many people that I know that worked for Adam Putnam. They said it was like a nuclear, I hate to use this expression, it was like a nuclear weapon went off when you endorsed because they considered the race to be over. They had the race. He had millions and millions of dollars, and he was way up in the polls. He was beating Ron by 30 points or something. It was over. Ron came to see me, tears in his eyes. He said, I need you to do me a big favor. First he asked for the meeting, then he asked me for the favor. I said, what's the favor? Would you endorse me? I fought for you. But again, he, a lot of people fought for me. You fought for me only rightfully, but you fought for me if you thought I was right. Mm-hmm. A lot more than he did. But he said, I need your endorsement. I said, Ron, you're so far behind. I can't imagine that if you got George Washington's endorsement, combined with the great, great Abraham Lincoln, if you had their endorsements, I don't think you could win, Ron, but tell me about it. Go ahead. He said, I'm telling you, I think I could win if I could get your endorsement. And he was, you have to check the records, but many, many, many points. It was over. And the nomination just... It was a very close The race. nomination was just, okay. I gave, I said, let's give it a shot, okay? You know, you defended me. Adam Putnam didn't, one way or the other. I think he's probably a nice guy. You know, I never met him until later. A year later, I met him. He said, when you did that, it was like a rocket went up. He said, my race was over. They were already buying furniture for the, for the governor's mansion. They were going to win. So I said, let's give it a shot, Ron, okay? And he was desperate. I said, okay. I gave him a nice endorsement. I said, you write out what you'd like, and let me see it. He wrote it out. I thought it was terrible. I changed it, made it great. I gave him a great endorsement. From the moment I pressed that button, he blew the guy away. The race was over. They never even got to spend their money. Then I had him get him, I had to get him against the star of the Democrat Party. It was going to be Stacey Abrams, and they, now we call him a crackhead, because that's what he was, a crackhead. His name, Gillum. Gillum. And there was no way Ron was going to beat Gillum, so he got the nomination, but there was no way, because this guy was going to be the future of the Democrat Party. Uh, and I said, Ron, you can beat this guy. Let's go. I got him the nomination. By the way, couldn't have never gotten the nomination. He would be working in either a pizza parlor place or... A law office right now, okay? And he wouldn't be very happy. So it's about loyalty. It's, it's about loyalty. It is to me. Okay, let me just... So what happens is I did stops. I had thousands of people going to rallies. You know my rallies. In history, there's never been rallies like this. I don't just mean in this country. I mean in any country. You just take a look at Waco, Texas from just last night. You just take a look. It was unbelievable. Un- and by the way, that's on like three. Are you really days. beating this Taylor is- Swift, by the way? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, the J6 is beating Taylor Swift. It's yeah. Donald Trump and the J6 prisoners. The Pledge of Allegiance. On iTunes and on Amazon wow. and on Billboard, which is the big deal. 
Number one, Donald Trump. So now I feel like Elvis because now we've done The Apprentice. That was a great success. We did. Now I've done. Now I've done a recording or whatever you call it. But no, it was number one. And you know what that is? That's a tribute to the fact that people feel the J6 people have been very unfairly treated. Just to finish up with DeSantis. So I said, let me do a couple of rallies. I did a couple of rallies, two or three. Massive rallies, massive. I said, you're going to win, Ron. I don't think so. He's a star. I said, you're going to win, I'm telling you. And he ends up winning. And then a couple of years later, they say to Ron DeSantis, will you run against the president? And he said, I have no comment. I have no comment. And I looked at the people I was with. They said, that's not supposed to happen. Here, I got him the nomination. And I don't mean I got him like, because you know what? I help a lot of people. A couple I, I absolutely made. I helped the governor of Georgia. And I would say he hasn't been exactly great as far as a relationship. I helped a lot of people get elected. I mean, I could name five senators, but I could name 25 senators that I helped. But some I got in. Ron, I got in. He was losing. There was no way it was over. He was dead. He was going to drop out. He was gone. And then when they asked him, is he going to run? He said, I have no comment. And a lot of people, political people said, sir, never bring that subject up. The voter doesn't care about that subject. But I do. And I think people do care about loyalty. When you help somebody, really help them. I mean, get him. And then he announces that essentially he's going to run against you. That's what he announced. Because when he said that, that means to me that you're going to run. Right. And he's going to run. But he's getting crushed now in the polls. Because he did a little things so like the, voting against Social Security, voting against Medicare. Uh, his numbers aren't very good on COVID. So I know that one was a little bit longer, but I do think it's important for you guys to have listened to that. Because I, do you know what? Do you see what I'm talking about? Like Trump's treating DeSantis like Rubio. Trump is honestly just so far above DeSantis in terms of you know, popularity and name recognition and all of that, that it doesn't even, he shouldn't even be treating Ron like this in my view. So I'm, I told you guys that I'm not on the Ron train anymore. I'm back on the Trump train, like it or not. But I do think that Trump should, instead of Trump needs to understand his position really, I think more, I think his advisors would do well to remind him, you know, sir, you, you were the president, you were the president, you're probably going to be the president again. You don't have to, it would just be better for him to, instead of treating Ron like an actual competitor, because he really isn't, I wouldn't say, I mean, tr I mean, DeSantis has like Florida. Okay. So he has Florida. A lot of people in the country do like DeSantis. I did for a while. I still do in some ways, but I'm just not as sure about him anymore. Um, but Trump would do himself a favor to just, you know, act like Trump and not like DeSantis is even a huge major threat because I don't think that he actually is. Um, and I don't know, instead of them being enemies, it would just be better if they were working together a little bit more. Again, I'm not super, super sure of Ron, but if he were going to be anywhere near the presidency, I think he should run as VP to Trump. And that would be a better, you know, look for Republicans and conservatives, because just totally having this division and infighting is also working out really well for the left, who is, again, satanic right now. There's a lot of satanic people running our country. Um, so I don't know. I don't I don't know about Ron DeSantis. I do know that Trump needs to not 
treat him so much as a competitor. I know that he, you know, is in some ways, but like Trump just is so far above that. And I feel like if he treated, I I just don't think he needs to Rubio DeSantis. I think he needs to try to work with DeSantis um, to do, you know, work with him as best he can. I do understand loyalty and the importance of loyalty. Yes. There are a lot of people who are very slimy in politics and will definitely stab you in the back. Um, Yeah, that definitely does happen. But uh, Trump just can't be distracted by personal battles so much, Uh, especially if he does win 24. He needs to really focus on getting all of the terrible people out of our government, tearing down and rebuilding up our agencies as much as he can. And um, especially the FBI, which, you know, I would think he has his aim at the most right now after they raided his home. Um, But he needs to not focus so much on... Uh, just because somebody does something and yeah, it's disloyal for Ron to want to run against Trump after he endorsed him. It's like, don't fall into these traps, Trump. Don't let it absorb all of your time. You've got bigger things to focus on and much bigger fish to fry. So like, it would be nice if Trump and DeSantis could work more together rather than uh, all of this infighting. There's so much infighting on the right right now. And it's because, you know, we have conviction, we care about things, things matter to us. But sometimes it's like a Trump and DeSantis where it's just this little bitty baby battle. And you need to just we all need to let those go. There have been a few people that I've had a lot of issues with. And I you know, we will call each other out and we should but we just have to that's why we need to pray and have more discernment about which fights to even partake in. And we need to not be fighting amongst each other so much that we forget who we're actually fighting against you know, ultimately. And also with this Trump indictment stuff, I think that everybody needs to understand that with everything that this administration is doing, the best thing that could ever happen for this administration right now is for people in the country to be really emotional and overreactive and to do something crazy and violent. Because what happens then? They turn everything into a police state because it is literally, they will just say, well, it's just too dangerous. You can't have your second amendment anymore. So sorry. So sad. Um, so everybody needs to be very cognizant of that. Everything that they're doing, they have an ultimate goal in mind and we have to be, um, This is why you need to be mentally and spiritually and physically strong. Like you need to be able to protect yourself if you have to. You need to be spiritually strong enough to understand what exactly is happening at a good versus evil level. And you need to be mentally strong enough to understand when they're trying to trap you so that they can take even more of your rights away. So that is my final comment. And I will see you guys next time. 